You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for ordained ministries. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ community's mission is to offer spiritual support friendship and direction to all now to our program this is the way of consciousness good evening and welcome into our show here on blog talk radio the way of consciousness radio network uh this is linda marie nelson coming to you live this evening uh from nashville tennessee we are tuesday october 11th here at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're here live each Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, etc., across the country, and we bring you programming uh, to inspire and to assist as we grow on our spiritual journey. Uh, we discuss uh, the Way of Mastery text, which is a wonderful three-part uh, study of um, having the consciousness of the Christ, and if you're interested in getting a copy of that text, we would direct you to the ShantiCristo.org foundation that sole purpose is to keep this work uh, available to anyone who seeks to deepen their inner spiritual development and their relationship with divinity. So um, this evening I'm joined in conversation with Bishop Lee Allen Peterson out of uh, Texas, and Father Michael Sherbet out of the great state of Nebraska. So welcome and good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Evening all. Very good. Awesome. I'm doing great. Well, good, Always. Bishop Lee. Well, good. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and how about uh, Bishop Linda? I'm doing wonderful. I'm just always, I look so forward to these times to be together and have these conversations because they are just so powerful and meaningful. Uh, my study group also meets on Tuesdays every week, and we're into the way of mastery. In fact, we're now in, in the final part three of the book, which is uh, the way of knowing. And uh, it is just extraordinary, this journey through this book with a group that meets every week to discuss it. It's, it's just been Really, really extraordinary. So uh, I can't say enough about how meaningful this is. What I have found, it's wonderful to read the book, but it, it, it takes on such a deeper meaning when you can enter into um, conversation with others and kind of go through the book together. Um, we used to, when we started out, we um, we took turn, you know, we would read the book ahead of time and then come and discuss it. But we evolved to actually reading each chapter each week. And and, mm -hmm. and allowing conversation to arise as we go along, and it is just so powerful. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because there but, is just a diversity of expression within consciousness. It's incredible. We can't really comprehend all of that, can we? It's so no amazing and so broad and so infinite. 
So, Bruce Allen Peterson, uh, tell us about this Harvest Moon. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, please. I, I don't want to put anything negative out there, but uh, <laughs> but I'm growing hair on my hands. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, that's no. Not, it's, uh... it's a very powerful moon, and we're feeling a lot of energy from it. And I just want to say, if, if you're a little discombobulated, which is how I put it. Don't worry, it, 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 we're having some very powerful energies right now uh, bouncing around the planet. So just stay calm and realize that when you want to kill the person next to you, it, it's just the it's it's just the moon. Yes, yes. And it should pass after the hunting hour. <laughs> That's right. You are both just. Really, really funny. So, anyway, where are we going to begin tonight, Lee? Would you start us off uh, this evening with maybe sure. uh, bringing us to a center place in our consciousness and then uh, begin the discussion for us? Sure. So let's just uh, take a few moments and breathe in and breathe out. And just let all the tension go as you breathe out. And then just visualize you centering in your heart. Listen to your heartbeat. And just relax into that silence, into that stillness. So will we begin by asking a question? Is it worth to commit to the way of the heart? Yes, it is. <laughs> it culminates with the recognition that you do not and this is this is the goal of this entire teaching. The entire teaching culminates with the recognition that you do not live life at all, but rather life is living you. You know, we used to think of that as being a bad thing. Well you're not living life, life is living you. But it's really not, because the way in which we we come to uh, allowing life to live through us it is is a totally different way than than saying than saying you know uh, I'm on a, I'm just on a roller coaster and 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 I have no control and and everything's going to be bad. No, this is the opposite of that. Right. So one of its characteristics is the development of the witness. Now, the witness is a quality of consciousness. It's a way of being in which you seem to be witnessing everything that arises and flows through you and around you from a place of utter stillness. Now, let me say that this this aspect of witnessing is is partially an aspect that will just occur at some point in time uh, in this study. But it's also an aspect of your perception. What you want to do is see yourself as as just witnessing the events in your life. And eventually, that will become uh, a reality. I mean, you don't have to think about it anymore. It just mm -hmm. becomes the way you do it. And you'll find within you a place of utter stillness. And that is the mind of Christ. Stillness does not mean, however, non-activity. It does mean non-attachment to activity, whether it be the arising and falling away of cancer in the body, the arising and falling away of a relationship, 
the rising and falling away of our entire solar system. It means not to be attached to that. Now, that 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 occurs as far as stillness, and and also a lot of things in in our life where we do not want to be attached to activity. It's not not doing it. It's not not caring about it. What it is is not being attached to it. You know, that's a really um, important point right there, Lee, because I think we confuse. We seem to want it not to be in our in our awareness at all. But what we and I think it's really powerful. You know, we wish things weren't this way. We wish that wasn't happening. But the secret to peace is to to allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And not be attached to it. That's what brings peace of mind. Not you know not changing the events on the you know and the you know in the world that you see the screen of the world out there, but changing your inner being. That's right. The the non-attachment is not a not caring. It is right. not a a not uh, being aware of. It, it's a releasing of your uh, personal investment in it. You, you you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's actually non- compassion. Yes, non-attachment is is actually an aspect of compassion. That that's that's right. Um, but what you want to do uh, is, uh, and it's not a, it's not uh, also a negation of responsibility either. Right. It is just simply seeing things for what they are and not placing a judgment on it. Exactly. Like, oh. that, and it's also not a place of emptiness but rather it's a place of fullness. Yes. Right. I I, I would agree. Yeah. Absolutely. The uh and you will discover that there is a place within you that can look upon all things with perfect equanimity, perfect acceptance and perfect love. For in mastery of the way of the heart you will discover that nothing is unacceptable to you. Only what is accepted can be transcended. So it's it's a it's a transcend it's a transcendental state that you that you place yourself in. Mm-hmm. You you transcend the cares of the world. And even though things happen, they they, they no longer upset you. You're able to look at that, and then when it's no longer, when you're no longer upset, then the solution to that problem, if it's a problem, comes right away. Absolutely. Because it's your, it's your, when you get, when you look at something, and and then you attach to it, uh, then you constrict. You see. Right. And, and when you, you constrict, it. when you constrict, then. You're not opening opening to allow the solution to the problem to enter into your consciousness. Constriction is really a closing off of consciousness. You will discover a way of being in which nothing any longer compels you. Not even the desire to know God compels you any longer. For the road of it, for for the need of it, has been completed. And that's huge. When you realize that you do know God, when you realize that God has never left you, when you realize that the the depth of your experience is God himself, herself, or itself, then you realize that there's no need for God because God is there. Hmm. Then there arises a way of being in the world that is indeed not here. For you will fear no restlessness, no need to direct your journey. No questions will arise. You will be at peace. 
In that peace, the breath of God will move through you, and you will become as the wind, knowing not where you came from or where you are going, but you will abide in perfect trust and perfect rest. The world may not know you, but your Father will know you, and you will know your God. Isn't that a promise that Christ uh, made to us? Oh, absolutely. And it's also described so wonderfully the way of the Holy Spirit within our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, and to be able to to truly be at peace. What is the peace that passes all understanding? Well, it, it's really a simple thing. It's when you can achieve peace no matter what the situation is. When you can be the eye of the storm. <laughs> Amidst all chaos, there you can reside in peace and rest. Why? Because you have trust. Mm-hmm. Because you have trust. You want to take it from there, Linda Marie? Sure. In the way of the heart, um, the most primary and fundamental perception that seems to fuel ordinary consciousness, human consciousness, is finally transcended. The perception of a separate maker and doer will be dissolved, and once again we understand the depth and the profundity of the simple terms of this statement. Of myself, I do nothing, but through me, Father, the Creator, Divine Love, does all things. Yes. And if we can understand that and really surrender to it, I mean, it's I mean, just to rest in this perception, if you've come to realize that the self that you are is merely a conduit, a channel, if you will, through which mystery lives itself, through which love pours forth. And when you can do this, you realize there is nothing to be gained or even lost in this world because we know we will know and we'll understand that what it means to recognize that we literally have nowhere to go and nothing to achieve. We can become empty and spacious. And and this is a paradox. I mean this is this is a challenging concept. And so while the body lasts, we will appear to be as everyone else. You know, we'll arise in the morning, we'll brush our teeth, we'll comb our hair, we'll feed our body because it's hungry, and, you know, we'll laugh with our friends, and when we're tired, we'll yawn. But through it all, you know, there's this quality of awareness, and, and it's called the witness. And what that means is simply we watch it all, waiting to be moved by the wind, so to speak, of spirit. And though others may not see it, Virtually everything we utter will carry the sound of truth. I just think that is beautiful. Yes. And once again, that's a promise that has been given to us, that the uh, Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, would lead us into all remembrance of all things, into all truth, which is the path of love. Right. Father Michael, would you like to pick it up from there? Or? Uh, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> you will know how spirit will work through you, nor will you care. Because, you see, when there's no maker or doer or director, it will ma- not matter to you. That is what it means to live as the wind, for the wind does not concern itself where it has been or where it is going. It is moved by some mysterious source that cannot be located at all. Yet it blows and it blows. It affects, is experienced. I think that's a very important part of this shared awareness that we can have. 
Mm-hmm. Because at some point there is a shift in consciousness when we become aware, when we become the witness, that we do not see through eyes of individuality as we did before, but we see through the eyes of God, through the eyes of spirit, which opens up all unlimited dimensions. And when those dimensions begin to unfold before our very vision, oh, it's exciting. It's like being on the roller coaster. It's like... Who cares? Where are you going to take me next? And the enfoldment is simply amazing. It is, it's it is amazing. It's simply amazing. Imagine you know, a life... Go ahead, Bishop. I was just I was just going to say that uh, this is also how, how to... You know, when we sow and we reap, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We re- and the reaping of consequences, well, what happens if you're not the sower or the reaper. Absolutely. What happens when you realize that it's all God working through you, that he's the real sower and the real reaper, then then what happens to you? Right. The chains fall off you, and you are finally free. Absolutely. It's what true freedom is. Yeah. Most definitely. And and that's the interesting thing we trip ourselves up and over in the West about karma. Mm-hmm. We always equate it with the sowing and reaping, the good and the bad. But it's actually the simply the pure energy of activity unfolding. Mm-hmm. And, and karma, God, karma is... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, karma is the attachment. You, right. you see what I'm saying? Yes. What, yes. what bring what brings what what activates karma in your life is your attachment right. to that activity, to that doing. You're going. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And and uh, and that 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 is where the karmic that's where the karmic debt comes from. But when you realize that you are not the doer in this, you know, th- then then there's no karma. There's no karma accrued. You are not the doer. Mm-hmm. Imagine then a life in which all that you do is not for yourself. Imagine a way of life in which what you do is not for anyone else. Imagine a way of life which creatively flows forth from a source so deep within you and around you that no language or dogma can contain it. A force, a source, maybe even substance that knows how to express itself through you in such a way that it is constantly and only serving the at-one-ment, the awakening of all creation to the truth of God's eternal presence. It's really amazing when you when you really consider that. Really, really take it in your heart and consider it. It's simple. It's simple. I know it's and not yes, easy. It was we're so, yes, exactly. It's not. It's simple, but it's not easy because we're so kidnapped, as one of my teachers used to say, by the external world. Exactly. Exactly. The way of heart does indeed unfold along a certain pathway. In this lesson, we will address the stages of that pathway in a general sense. Then we will speak of the most important characteristics to be cultivated along this path. So that brings us to the first key of the uh, keys to the kingdom. Now these keys to the kingdom are very important. They they are a way, <coughs> excuse me, of living. And in this way of living, it is a way of cultivating that that witness within you, as you. 
and and so we were we are going to uh we have plenty of time to do the uh maybe the whole the first two keys sure so the the first key is, is a throwback to what we were discussing in the previous shows and that is desire desire yeah the first key is your desire do you desire a change in your life do you desire uh do you, what what is it that you truly desire? Because first of all, desire is everything. Without it, not a thing can arise. Therefore, what you desire is of utmost importance. Desire then perfect union with God. Desire then to be Christ incarnate. Desire then to be all that your creator has created you to be, even if you have no idea what that might be. But I'll tell you, he tells you exactly what what we've been created to be. We have been created in perfect union with God to be the Christ incarnate. Mm -hmm. And never have we left that union and never have we not been that Christ incarnate. That is who we are. So let us desire then to be all that we have been created to be. That's a simple desire. For when you hold desire within your beingness, and when you have mastered the energy of desire, again, mastery does not mean control. By grounding it always in the desire to be as you are created to be. Do you see? Mm-hmm. The, see, there's a big difference mm-hmm. there. I'm not necessarily in control, right. but I'm going to be everything that I have created to be. Then, indeed, all of your life and all of the subsequent or subsidiary desires will come to serve that grand desire. When you desire only for God, when you desire only to be what you're created to be, then the rest of the desires that God places in your heart are going to be those desires that facilitate the realization of that one desire. For when you hold, uh, when you come into that state of being, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Why? Because you are not the one doing it. You are merely a piece of thread in a very cosmic tapestry being woven by the creator of all creation who alone knows how to weave the tapestry of a new age, a new paradigm, of a healing of this plane and of humanity. Hmm. When we, What happens when we get the mind of Christ, when we get it? when we're operating out of that mind. Well, then, we don't have to control anything because we are everything. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. It no longer, it's no longer uh, I'm exerting my force over you. I'm simply having a desire. Mm-hmm. You see, and it's not even me having the desire. It, it's the... It, it's God in me desiring through me. When we come to that realization and all the other desires match up to that one desire, which it will if you allow it to happen, mm-hmm. uh, th- then the perfect mastery is 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 not us. You see, we will be living a. a it is mastery itself. Mm-hmm. You know, is God omnipresent or is God omnipresence? Right. You know, there's a, right. There's a, exactly. Exactly. It's also interesting, at least I've observed it in my life, uh, you look at the uh, the way of the uh, Buddhist way, the eight... Uh, the eight... Uh, the eight uh, uh, ways of the path 
And bottom line, you can uh, pretty much uh, bring the Buddhist down to a mastery or an embracing of desirelessness because the Buddha said all suffering arises out of desiring. And yet, you know how paradoxical that is? (laughs) Have you ever tried not to desire something? And when you meet a situation in your life when a desire is not fulfilled, what happens? You struggle, you're unhappy, and yet when desire is fulfilled, you find fullness, you find completeness, you find fulfillment, and that desire has been expressed, it's been lived, it's been completed. And so... There is the perfect state of desirelessness is in the fulfillment of that. At least that's what I found in my life. It's uh, not contradictory. It's simply one of those paradoxes Mm -hmm. that oftentimes our mind has a hard time wrapping around. Well, for me... Go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, You know, for me it means recognizing fully that when I have these desires, they're not me, the separate individual that looks like Linda Marie. But when I realize that the purity of my desire is the desire of God, that's the paradox. We think think we're separate in this world, and yet we we are not separate at any moment and our desire our true desires are not really desire at all right but but the ex- god expressing through us and giving us these uh, feelings and these motivations to to open and 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 be that channel well i i, I think what it's saying uh and, and what buddha was talking about uh is is how do you view yourself? Attachment. Exactly. He's talking. He's not only talking about attachment, but he's talking about the view of yourself. Okay. If, if you if you're viewing yourself as not being the doer, th- then if you're not the deser- doer, you're also not the desire. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in that alone, you enter in a state of desirelessness sim- simply because you are not the one desiring. Yes. Flowing. The desire is flowing through you. It, it's not a problem with desire. It is, as you said, Father, a problem with attachment to that desire because mm-hmm. the the suffering accrues from the attachment to the unfulfilled desire. If you were if you had this desire and you, and, and you looked at it plainly, oh, I'm having this desire. That's interesting. Th- then then whether that desire was fulfilled or unfulfilled wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because you 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 were simply looking at a desire for what it was, being a desire. And going, "Oh, I see it." You know. So, the first stage is the stage of desire. <laughs> Only by feeling desire and not by suppressing it can you truly begin to move toward the stage of mastery in which the energy of desire always serves that higher will, which is the will of God for you. As we have said to you before, when your will is in alignment with the will of God, you will discover that God's will for you is that you be genuinely happy through and through, content, fulfilled, at peace, empowered, capable, and responsible. Because those so, are the what, so that's because that's what the God consciousness is. All of those things. Absolutely. You see, and and we come into a notice. It says we come into alignment with it. We we don't attain it. 
We don't strive for it. We simply come into alignment with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the reason the reason we we go through the experience of our desires and the expressing of the desire and the embracing of the desire is, is, is you know it's like it's like when you shoot an arrow. Desire is that arrow, and you're shooting an arrow through the shaft, and it comes out the other end, and 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 pierces uh, the target that you were aiming at. Right? Sorry, cheating because you have the shaft. <laughs> but the, that that's like desire moving through you. You see, right? That's so you're in, the desire is simply moving through you. It's going from point A to point B, and it goes through you. It's not right. even your desire. So, but but unless you allow that to flow, th- then th- then those things that God would do through you can't He can't do through you because you've blocked it. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. You right. repressed it. We do a lot of repressing. <coughs> denial. Exactly. And a lot of yeah. times people m- mistake the the teaching of desirelessness to be a repression of desire and to not desire anything. But the true right. teaching on Desirelessness is not the repression of desire or the desire to feel anything. It's the loosing of attachment to that desire, so you can simply see that that desire is is what it is, and it's mm-hmm. not yours. It's just something mm-hmm. flowing through you. That's it's the attachment, as right. you were saying. And it also can lead to unimaginable places which we couldn't even conceive of before. Exactly. Because so, of and really, Exactly, and, and we're here to experience that. God, if you will, so to speak, is here to experience all of that. Through us. Through mm-hmm. us. So that leads us to the second key, which is intention. Father, would you like to lead us through... Some of intention? Absolutely. Desire in time is cultivated through intention. For you have used time to teach yourself how to be distracted by all of the thoughts and perceptions that make up this cosmic soup called your world. Sounds like judgment there. <laughs> all, of, all you have known, the frustration, frustration of having a desire, And then as soon as you walk out the door, a friend pulls up and says, Hey, let's go to the beach. And you never make it to the class, even though you (laughs) desire to get to that degree. You have cultivated the art of being seduced by distraction. And we are masters of that. Oh, definitely. Are we not? Absolutely. Therefore, it is necessary to utilize time to cultivate intention. Interesting that this word intention is very similar to the word prayer. The Mm -hmm. ancient rabbi said you only need three things for prayer. You need God, you need the prayer, and you need a moment within time, which is intention. For without intention, desire cannot become the crystal, clear focus, the laser-like focus that can cut through the dross of this world so that a new creation flows forth through you and through us. Wow. It's remarkable. Intention. Intention. I love the way it defines the ten- intention as well. I mean, I think this next part of it is really, really um, important for us to understand. Well, then take us through it. Yeah. Well, you know, we in the three-dimensional world uh, and our separate thinking think that intention means, you know, holding a strong will and making a commitment to making something happen. That's what we believe intention is. Yeah, as in getting the degree. 
Exactly. Been there, done that a million times, you know? Yeah. But the way of the heart is recognizing and ha- and, and offers us that maybe we have not known how to achieve the fulfillment we seek at the level of the soul. Because simply, uh, that reason is that if you did, you would have already accomplished it. Absolutely. In fulfilled so, desire. In fulfilled <laughs> desire, exactly. So, yeah. So it's important to understand then that intention doesn't mean putting your nose to the grindstone and not taking no for an answer as our Western thinking in our current uh, state of consciousness in society is. Kind of the get-or-done mentality. Exactly, get-or-done. You know, everybody loves that guy. He's funny, but but no. No, that's what it means. Go ahead. Yeah, expound on that first before we go on. The difference between him is he has fun getting it done. The rest of us, (laughs) <laughs> don't generally have that much fun. You see? Yeah, because we make it a horrible task and we get tired and we're exhausted. Oh, God, I had such a bad day. I had to get that done. Right. And, you want to know the, what the I heard that... today from a dear, sweet soul? Yeah. She said, explain to me, Father Michael, why the church has made it such an obligation to love God and to live a Christian life. I said, good good question, <laughs> because to me, it's a joy. It's it a fulfillment be. to love God, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yeah, but we're not taught that in church. We're taught we have no, to earn it, exactly. that we came in not deserving it, and now we're going to exactly. spend all of our life earning it. Exactly. And it's simply Interesting not true. Interesting intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's sim- it's simply not how it works. Nope. And 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 the other thing is look look, look at what you're saying when you say I have to get it done. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead you're not of saying surrendered. instead of saying it's it's already been done. Right. It's already been done. I see it done. I'm just going to flow into that. Yep. You know? And then the struggle and then the it becomes not yours again. Right and, and and the you know which is something I'm really working through because of of my perceived vow of poverty. Right, right. But what is a vow of poverty? It's simply the releasement of attachment to everything. Exactly. That would be true poverty. Yeah. Yeah, but that but that takes it to the world level. The teach in my uh, from my perspective. The quote unquote church taught that sacrificially and right. and, yeah, and and uh as though we have to give something up in order to attain God, no, we cannot not attain God. it's impossible to be separate from God. we right. need do no thing right we don't need to suffer. We don't need to sacrifice a thing. We just have to be the open channel of the flow of divine love, of the infinite consciousness, of God, of Creator. Right. And And, and, uh, but but let me let me just say this: that in that we rise above our egoic understanding of ourselves. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. We we must understand ourselves as being that. Right. Exactly. And taking a and vow of say poverty, for instance, to me doesn't help us gain that understanding. You you no. can't you know, by 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 not having you know, God put us in the world and, and we're not of the world and he came here to have us live life and live it abundantly because he is abundant and because he is living through us. Right, right. You see, and 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 so the vow of poverty, it, what it is, it it, it is a uh, a statement of egoic being. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. It, it's a statement of I can own, and and therefore I renounce owing, owning. Instead of saying I have everything already and I need <laughs> nothing. 
Exactly, yeah. because everything I need will be freely given. And right. when we take those vows, we cut ourselves off from the very flow that is already there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it's taught, it's taught from the level of the ego. Exactly. Right. And, and that's that's the whole thing with, with 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 what the church, with what the I mean, it's and it's quite understandable. The church sure. is made up of people. Exactly. That think they're egos, and think and therefore. The, the, that the church reflects the egoic mind of man rather than the mind of Christ is right. is, is is no uh, it's not hard to understand. Right. <laughs> well, no, it's well, not. It's, in, it's, it's interesting. In the same does, trap that we did. Does anybody remember the Celestine prophecy? Oh yeah. How many have read that? What ultimately did Redfield say we must transition to in an exchange for whatever is needed at an ever-given moment in time? Right. That we must honor the giftings and to exchange for that gifting that one gives to another, one gives what he has to the other. It's a participation. It's something that we don't have to think about. It's something that naturally flows from the intentions of realizing our shared union and being within right. the Absolutely. love and divineness of God. <laughs> and, it's, and you know, it, it, it's just like it says in the text, you know, we're just simply here uh, to, to, to cultivate within our thought process the art of remembering, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what and why are we truly here for? Because we're here to remember that we're the thought of love in form. Absolutely. We're here to remember that we are one with God always, every minute, no matter whatever our ego is distracting us from. You right. know, and we're here to remember that what 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 Christ called Abba, though it goes by many other names as well, provider, is the, yeah. it, it, provider is the source of your only reality. You are living in the reality only to the degree that the one is living through you. Yes. Well, that's heavy. No. You are living in reality only to the degree that that one is living through you, that yeah. you are a thought of love in form. In form. Yes. So next week, let's just go around and they go, well, who are you? Oh, hi, I'm love. They go, right. what? Yes, I'm the thought of love in form. Well, it said right. a couple of weeks ago, you know, when you introduce yourself, instead of giving your name... That's what, I'm gonna said, do. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm the thought of God, of love, and, and form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know that's what, what we truly are. You know what amazes me? What? How quickly things have developed down in Texas around Bishop Lee and the project he's been working on and mm-hmm. how that has suddenly come together. And I think, and you know what I think, I mean, I've known Lee for many, many years, but I think it's because he's finally surrendering. I mean, when he took that vow, he took it in deep earnestness. And, yeah. and you know, and that's why he has struggled with releasing that consciousness and just deferring to the very thing we're talking about. We don't need to make vows. God right. laughs. God laughs. Right. I mean, uh, later in the book, Christ said, we don't need our meditations and our prayers. We just need to simply be the consciousness of God and know that we are, and just be that. And all these things will be added unto you. And we will, you know, and so um, it's just kind of an oxymoron and the struggle. And, of course, in the times that these ideas were developed in the church, uh, with regard to vows, I mean, it was at a time they were in a deep struggle to try to live that and understand it and be a sign of that in the world. Right. And I think to a certain extent, 
it was a time when it was more natural to just be. Well, yeah, I, I agree, because the time... And today, I think that is what people are crying out for. I couldn't agree more. Is a return to that more natural flow of simply being. You know, if I needed something neat, I could go outside my hut where my go- my garden is cultivated and pull up a vegetable of some sort and mm-hmm. eat it. If I desired a piece of meat, God forbid, all I had to do was step outside that hut with my fishing pole in my hand and a worm, and I bet by 9 o'clock, I'll have a fish. And mm-hmm. then I go back and cook the fish. Oh, I see midday nap coming on. <laughs> I could be. I could fulfill the desires of the body easily. Mm-hmm. Where it's far more complicated today. It's it's really interesting how this how this whole thing we, in, yes, in do not go to the supermarket claiming you're God and taking the fish out of the supermarket <laughs> without paying for it first. Yes, that will be locked up it in on, on some uh, pretty terrific uh, drugs. Yeah, but look, I, look at how we've we've evolved in our thinking, in our egos, to think we had to do 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 in order to get this connection with God, when we just have to be it. Well, right. and there's. Still, plenty of people out there that believe they have to do, do, do. It is just now, in this moment, in this time, in our life, in our history, in our evolution, that we are beginning to be beginning to be able to understand that we simply really need to be, and what that means. Right. And what that right. really means. Right. So intention then. Intention, then, is the, uh, in the way of the heart, it is utilize time each day to focus your attention on the desire to be Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it means that we cultivate within our thought processes the art of remembering what we're truly here to be, which is Christ incarnate. Intention is that energy or that use of the mind that creates through consistent practice the channel through which desire begins to move down and re-educate the emotional body and even the cellular structure of the physical body and all of the lesser avenues of thinking that occur within the intellect. Mm -hmm. So it involves a whole lot of things. So everything involved in your being is integrated, working together, and focused on the fulfillment of that one grand desire to accept your function in this world. Your function is healing your own sense of separation from God. Boy, well, that's exactly. you. I... Exactly. Which leads us to a question. How do we apply intention? Each day, as you have used time to teach yourself to be easily distracted, you need only ask yourself one question daily. What is it that I most... I love this. You only have to ask one question, then then there's three. (laughs) (laughs) The one question you must ask yourself is, what is it that I most desire? What am I doing on this planet? And what am I committed to? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And yet, uh, that uh, here, here. desire answers the next two questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you're reading ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. The last uh, two questions are just forms of the fundamental question. Right. As you keep practicing asking the que- that question, the answer yeah. will become clearer and clearer. For it is the question that influences, stimulates, and gives birth to the answer. Right. The universe is always answering your questions. 
And when you ask unclear questions, you get unclear answers. Right. Therefore, become crystal clear with your intention and remind yourself of it daily. So here we have the intention. Right. My intention is to use time constructively for the relearning of what it means to abide in the kingdom of heaven and to fulfill my function. My function is healing, and healing requires the presence of Christ, for only mm -hmm. Christ can express the love that brings healing into being. Desire and intention are critical. These stages unfold in the field of time as one matures in the way of the heart. So that's really, that's why we're having you follow that thread back, right? So we, right. we start, begin to say, because it's healing. As you're, as you're following that thread back all the way, look what it's healing. Even the cellular level of the body. Absolutely. See, all Where by tumors begin to fall off. Right. And all by following that one, one question. What is it that I truly desire? And it, it is also allowing you the opportunity to go within and listen for the answer. Right. What is it that I truly desire? I desire to be Christ. Correct. That is, I desire to be Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. Or to, to realize that I am Christ. Right. Right. Period. Well, and it's interesting because I had a... Another beautiful experience that uh, that uh, makes this real in my life today, and that is I saw a situation between a father and son, and of course I put myself in that very situation with the father and son to experience it, and of course you know how father and sons, or in some cases mothers and daughters, can have issues with how they were brought up. And basically, the son said something that brought up old issues from his growing up period. Well, you know, there was a point at one time that dad would have taken his head off for reminding him of such an issue. But I saw the father stop, look at his son, and say, son, you know what? I love you. But I'm going to leave this conversation now. That was in the past. This is now. And he walked away. He went off by himself. He then came back. And as he came back, the phone, te uh, the telephone rang. And he, as he picked up the telephone on the other son, on the other end of the phone, there was a son saying, Dad, thank you for the response that you gave me earlier because it reminded me of who I need to be today. I'm sorry. Hmm. So allowing and surrendering and, and uh, knowing that we are the, you know, love. the thought of love in form. Right. That's right. And to express So it, that's, yeah. That's very good. That's a neat story. Thanks for sharing that one, Father Michael. I, mm -hmm. you know, I read something today before we close. Uh, you know, I get I subscribe to Father Richard Rohr's um, daily meditations and daily contemplations, and uh, okay. I thought this was really interesting. Did you either of you read that today? No, I don't. I missed I don't it today. To tell you the truth. Well, <clears throat> uh, I particularly like the second statement he made, makes, and he said, "You know, Jesus." The Christ, or the Christed one, receives our hatred and does not return it. Exactly. He seems to have suffered, but does not make the other suffer. Absolutely. He does not first look at changing others, but paid the price of change within himself. He absorbs mm. the mystery of the human rather than passing it on. Mm -hmm. And he does not use his 
parent suffering and death as power over anyone, so to maybe punish them, but as <laughs> power, beautiful. but as power for others, not over yeah. others, to right. trans to help them to see the transformation. The great exchange. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just so powerful, and if we are. Um, allowing us to be the thought of love and form, if we are allowing the knowing that we are already the channel of God, the Christ, the consciousness of divine love, and we just have to open to that channel. I mean, it's just, and that's exactly the model that we study in the way of mastery. That's what we're learning now. Yeah. That's what we're learning now. Exactly. So, um, and you know, I, I've been through this material several times, as I know you both have, and it just never ceases to amaze me how I continue to expand my awareness, no matter how many times I go back and read a certain section of this work. Oh, I know it's an eternal book, isn't it? It it really is, and um, you know, it's so interesting because we have the show on Tuesdays, and we're sort of in the beginning of the first part, part one of the book, which is The Way of the Heart. And then uh, in our OFJ community, we're we're into the second part of the book, uh, mm-hmm. The Way of, of Transformation, which we have um, the, the, the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month, we have our Skype discussion. So any of you listening, if you would like to enter into those discussions uh, on this material, the second and fourth Wednesdays, we have a Skype discussion, and if you're interested in being a part of that, simply send send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail dot com, and give me your um, your your Skype username, and I will add you to the group. And uh, and in my study group on Tuesdays, uh, we, we're into the way of knowing. So. And I keep learning things, no matter how many times we seem to go through it. But as we expand in our understanding, you can go back and read this, and it, it just continues to bring clarity, peace above all else mm-hmm. into your life. So I, I would offer it to our listeners. Contact us uh, on your screen if you're looking online at our radio show. Um, you'll see... Uh, there's some information there on our websites and how to contact us and all of that. But we we invite you to to participate and hopefully next month. I was hoping to start it in October, but I'm hoping in November to begin understanding the language and culture of of uh, the times of of of, of Yeshua, uh, which was you know Eastern Aramaic uh, based on the Peshitta text, which is Eastern Aramaic. Uh, translations of of scripture. So, um, you know, we'll begin that uh, discussion uh, next month. And uh, that would be great. So, um, thank you so much, Father Michael, for uh, joining into this uh, wonderful adventure with us each each Tuesday here on Blog well, Talk Radio. Well, thank you for having me. And we uh, really you. appreciate you. Uh, and and Bishop Lee, thank you for for also uh, being part of this wonderful, uh, where three or more are gathered. I know it says two, but we, this this uh, this three of us, has, it's just been enriching for the me. The Trinity, hello. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, right. so uh, anyway, I bid you all a wonderful evening, and uh, we thank you for listening, and we really appreciate, those, appreciate all of you. We have so many listeners who listen on demand, and... I just want to let you know how grateful we are to yeah. to have you share this material and feel free to contact uh, us at any time and and one of us will be really happy to um and to for answer. Any reason. Uh, yeah, exactly we're here our our ministry us. Go ahead Lee Let people Facebook us Yes yes you know. we're on Facebook under uh at Apostolic Communion we post everything we're doing on that, and then each of us individually have a Facebook page. You might want to check that out. And uh, we're here. Our ministry is simply supporting one another on the spiritual path, and we include everyone in that. We mm-hmm. we, we are not interested in anybody's religious background. Everyone is welcome. Everyone. So 
uh, do contact us if you if you like to find anything further, or check out our website ofjcommunity.org. Well, blessings of peace and joy to you, Bishop Lee, and to Absolutely. you, Father Michael. And to and you. And love and meditations you. to all out there. Yes, thank you. And Bishop Lee, we'll see yes. you on the dark side of the moon tonight. <laughs> yes, I'll be on Oh, yes. I'm listening to Pink Floyd as we talk. No. <laughs> Good night, and, everyone. Good night, and we send you God blessings. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com.